0: Hey everybody, welcome to The Debrief. I am joined today with my good friends, Pastor Alfredo and Pastor Adam Atchison and we are super excited today. We're gonna talk about some of my sins, some of your sins, some of his poor financial decisions and (laughs) Fredo's facial expressions. So don't miss this episode, it's gonna be incredible and we're gonna talk about some real tough issues and sermon that I thought was pretty impressive. So check it out and I hope you enjoy. So for those of you guys who didn't join us, make sure you check the message out. John 5 is just one of these uh, epic encounters of Jesus Christ. I mean, they're all epic, right? But this is just that one where this guy's been sick for 38 years and Jesus says, what do you want? You know, do you want to get well, right, is actually what he says. And I think a lot of us, the assumption is yeah. Uh, But the research bears out that a lot lot of people don't like getting well, they don't follow directions, they don't do what's told, and they're they're just sick. Mm -hmm. And, um, so the thing that I shared with my small group, uh, well, I think the next question was what sin do you, are you currently struggling with? What was that? Was that the number two? Uh,
1: yeah. What, no, what excuses have you made to remain in this sin?
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah. So number one. So, okay. So I'll answer both of those. And, and just so you guys know, so I'm a three on the Enneagram. So when you, when you first begin to look at the Enneagram, you, you identify, you know, core sins and the core sin, of the Enneagram is lying, which ought to make everybody super uh, interested in looking at other churches. Um, <laughs> but but when you, when you dig below that, uh, it's shame. And shame, for me, is insecurity. And so, uh, like when I was younger and I struggled with pornography, I always thought the issue was lust. Like, okay, well, I just, I'm just a young man, I'm very lustful, but the issue was insecurity. So uh, I would flirt to get validation, I would look at pornography, and in my mind I would say, oh, oh they're, they're into me, you know, I would believe the lie and validate myself, which I knew wasn't true. And so as I've matured in, in Christ, right, um, the things I would say, what, what, what normal people would call sins, I've done away with, but, but that issue is still there. And so when I shared my sin in small group, one of our, our, our small group members said, I, she said, I didn't know that was a sin. And I said, I said you know, sweetheart, you know, the sin is always there, it just changes how it looks. And so for me, it, it, it switches into being insecure about uh, what I've done with my life. Now I'm getting older. I've wasted my life. I haven't accomplished the things that I'm supposed to do. I would have done more. And I really identify with um, this guy at the well because he says, I, I can't change my life. I can't do the things I need to do because. And he has, he has a list of reasons. And as a three, I live in that. You know, I, I'm not as famous as Rick Warren because. I, I don't have the church the same size as Stephen Furtick because. And so I come up with these lists, you know. I didn't have the same opportunities as Andy Stanley. And I, I create all of these things in my mind when God hasn't called me to their life. He's right. called me right. to my level of obedience. And so that's my sin issue is saying the thing that I got to get over that I make excuses for is I got to say, God, this is the life that you've given me. And, and some things I've loved, some things I didn't, you know, I didn't choose. And everybody's in that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna offer this to you, and I'm gonna quit griping, and I'm gonna serve you right here, right now, with the best I can, and uh, and I just confessed that to the group and said, look, this this is my this is my lifelong sin. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel secure enough, and I think that's hard for people to identify with because they maybe think I'm courageous or um, yeah, I am, but that's not all that I am. I'm also, you know. Um, you know, I, I'm insecure, you know, like I'm watching The Last Dance uh, and I'm, I'm not caught up. Uh, but for those of you who aren't watching The Last Dance, it's, it's Michael Jordan's last year, but I thought it was powerful. Remember he cut the interview when, when they, when they mm-hmm. spoke to him, yeah. how his teammates saw him. Yeah. This guy's the greatest player of all time. Sorry, LeBron James. Um, you're number two. There's nothing wrong with being number two, <laughs> right? But he cried yeah. because that's still, a, a, as good as he was, we're all marred by sin, and we're all insecure. And um, um, I got to go, grow. So
2: you you'd also shared with us how your insecurity sometimes keeps you from celebrating others, wow. and so you'd, you'd even related that to our mutual friend Bob, yeah. and, and how he wasn't that way. And, right. And it, can, can you talk a little bit? Yeah, about Yeah. So both coach?
0: Adam and I did an Ironman together a year ago. A little over a year ago. A little over a year ago. And so my friend Bob Stockton, um, who who was actually he was hit by a car while running. And it was tragic, I think, for all of us involved, and we just love the guy but Bob's secret sauce was he was never diminished by the beauty or talent of someone else and uh, I think to be to truly be a good coach or a good leader, you can't be diminished by others' talents yeah. you have to celebrate it and, and steward it and and hope that right that they you know they do something great with it and i think I think two things happen number one we we get mad that we you know, we said, well, if I had that talent, I would. Mm-hmm. And then we get mad because it diminishes who we are. And Bob, Bob wasn't diminished. And so, you know, he would train me. Um, he would ride with me. And I beat him every time, you know, every time. And he loved it. He celebrated my victory, which was his defeat, but it wasn't his defeat. Because he had a joy of coaching. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he had a true joy of seeing someone else do better than they thought, more than they thought. So like when we were training together, he was gonna do the event with us. He broke his leg.
2: A week week
0: Yeah, a couple weeks before, he still showed up, cheered us both on, uh, you know, was there for us. It's freezing cold in the morning, hot and windy in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Ironmans are not short sporting events. Um, And and, and that was just his gift. And um, you know, he, he wasn't just our coach, but he coached my daughters. And you know, my daughters, aren't going to the Olympics for mountain biking, right? But he, he poured the same amount of intention into them. None of his kids ever felt like he treated the super talented kids different from everybody else. He treated everybody the same. And uh, because what he wanted was regardless of your level, he wanted you to be better. And I think however he did it, he worked through his own insecurities that I'm sure he had and he was able to celebrate the victories of others. And that's where, especially as I age, you know, Fredo's one of our teaching pastors. You're how old? 30, 34. 34. You know, I'm not as young as Fredo. I'm not going to have the opportunities that Fredo had because you're standing on my shoulders. And so I have to celebrate that. And, 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 and I, want to, I want to be that for you. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to be your cheerleader. And um, I, I, want to be, I want to be what I, what I wish, other senior pastors of other more successful churches would have been for me. Exactly. Rather than seeing me as competition,
2: mm-hmm.
0: seeing me as somebody that, you know, hey, let me come alongside you and, and, and teach you. And that happened once or twice, but, but not like we relate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, so anyways, that's my sin. Our, our small group was like, what?
2: Yeah, and I think it's interesting that uh, you consider insecurity sin. And yeah. I love the question from your community group member well, how is that sin? And I think the reason that it's sin is because you're, you're not embracing and resting in who Christ has made you right. to be. Yeah, and it's that, a rejection.
0: It. It's a rejection of his work that's right. on the cross for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Like he said, it is finished. And I'm saying, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with God that I'm good in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and that I, what it is, is I need my value from you rather than him, and he has said I'm valuable. He's already placed a price on my value,
1: yeah.
0: right? Mm-hmm. You know, his son, you know, we joked about, you know, your little dog fiasco this week. I'm gonna throw Adam under the bus, but Adam is a, is a dog lover and he spent, I'm not gonna say how much, but let's just all say, Adam spent way too much money fixing his dog, and you can tell by his face he knows I'm right. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
0: But, but you, put, yeah, sure. you put a value on your family pet. Yeah. And it was maybe more than what you thought,
2: yeah. right? Yeah, It surprised me.
0: Yeah, it, surpri- it surprised me when you told me, and I'm never going to yeah. let that go. Well, I told my wife. I said, Adam is a crazy dog person. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: <laughs> Here I am being vulnerable. Yeah.
0: He's going to make payments for like two years. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's what kind of money we're talking. Yeah. I pay these pastors too much money. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's making payments, because I don't. Yeah. yeah, thank you all of our givers. Keep giving, please. <laughs> um, but right, so God's already put a value on me. He's already said, Matt is worth my one and only son, and I need to rest in that. And minister out of that, love out of that. And I think Instagram, you know, I mean, thank you for everybody that's watching this, but this stuff just, it destroys your soul. And it says, somebody else is doing more, somebody else is better, somebody else thought of it first. Um, And, you know, God's like, I haven't called you to that, I've called you to this. So that's my sin, and you guys can pray for me on that. So, all right, what's next?
1: Next question is uh, this. Um, what specific things, so in light of what you've been sharing, um, whether they be things, systems, or people in your life need to change for your motivation to actually increase uh, for your obedience to Jesus?
0: Yeah, so if you started a small group this week, my apologies. Like this wasn't like <laughs> yeah, this a shallow end, this man. wasn't the shallow end of the it's pool. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah, any thoughts on that? And we're just doing this because I want you guys to actually do these questions. We don't write these for you to ignore them. We write these for you to actually be, because I think the sermon, is the first, that's the first shot across your bow, the Holy Spirit, right? And then the group's question is, okay, how how am I gonna work this out in your life? So, any
2: thoughts? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, not that you're answering for him, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, what's been really exposed in this whole situation, this whole season for me, has been my anger. My anger has gotten the best of me. Mm. In too many situations, you're a nine on the yeah, nine. and I'm a nine. That's so nines are always surprised so a by a lot of people would experience me as like relaxed and chill, um, but man, this time is exposed a, t- a ton of just anger, just easily triggered, primarily at my kids because they're not listening to me, yeah, and so I tend to make excuses because they're just they're in the way too much, right? They're involved in my life more than they were yeah, previously because yeah. they're at home all day. Um, and so things that really need to change for me are the expectations I set for myself. You know, mm-hmm. you talked about looking at other people's lives. And I sense that even now in the season, like I'm not doing enough during this yeah. time. You know, I haven't read enough books. I haven't accomplished certain goals I had. And so it's led me to feel like my kids who aren't listening are constantly in my way. And so I, I just, I've lost it. I had to repent to my son yesterday. After like correcting him, like son, you need to listen, but I'm so sorry, that was too Yeah, great. yeah. So, that's like a humbling moment, you know, and situation to be in. And so, I think for me, what needs to change are my expectations for myself Um, and embracing a a slower kind of situation at home, you know, managing what I can do and realizing that, like, my family is not in the way of me being who Jesus wants me to be. You know, they're actually, like, a part of that process. And I think when I'm angry, I feel like I'm out of control. Because um, I can't do what I want to do, or people aren't responding the way I want them to respond. And so, yeah, um, that's, I think that's definitely got I think to COVID, my perspective on my
0: family. It, I think if you're honest, I have to remember which camera to look at. I think if you're honest, if, if you're willing to take that scary step of being real, which I get it, some, some of you aren't there yet, and that's fine. But when you're ready, it's why everywhere you see on sandals, the first step is being real. It's just like, okay, God, right? I'm, yeah. I'm terrified, but here it goes. I think you have to admit that you've, ha- you've been a little surprised by something in your life. Oh, some emotion, sure. some feeling, oh, some sure. sin. Um, it's startling. Yeah, and so because this stress, right, it's bringing up things that a lot of us would like to pretend are not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, they, but they are there and, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. And um, it, it's, been, it's been tough. Yeah. So anger for you, what about for you? yeah Cl- my- clearly you know you just made a bad financial decision yes but.
1: there's that uh, what did you say earlier you said i would have just gone home and said the dog didn't make yeah, it yeah i would have told my said, kids he, he, fought well. he, fought well. he fought well he fought
0: well he fought well man he gave it what's your dog's name snickers yeah. snickers yeah. Gave, he gave it all that he had snickers fought well he fought yeah. well but, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna, but we're gonna we're gonna go get snickerdoodle tonight. we're gonna yeah. get yeah. snickerdoodle the next dog yeah they're all the dog lovers <laughs> are gonna hate me man it's part look man yeah he was three dual, if he was a
2: few dude. years older probably wouldn't have pulled the trigger on on the surgery
0: two but words for adam dog insurance, yeah, dog insurance dog insurance and
2: now like, i can't because there's a pre-existing condition i didn't even so know that was cool. a thing to be honest i, I had no idea it is either. for
0: people like adam
2: yeah well anyhow who'd that, that surprised me who'd have thought I, I would have judged you three weeks yeah. ago prior to the surgery had you told me that i you did what i did yeah i'd <laughs> be like nah it's just a dog but here like, i like you're so, from
0: arkansas right
2: well, roots in Arkansas. I'm from yeah, there. Yeah, but around, I mean, think
0: though. about just like a generation or two. Some of your yeah, family members would have been no, like... My
2: dad's northeast Arkansas. Tacos right? in the backyard. We're going <laughs> to cook that bad boy up? Right. Uh, some yeah, some so the, dog tacos. The surprising thing that I've found for myself is I uh, I don't tend to operate much on the emotional uh, side. That, that's sort of the fear, anxiety, worry. I don't experience that a lot. That's not because I'm not immune to those kinds of emotions or anything like that, but my primary category is actually sadness. Mm. And so, um, it, another one that might not seem like a sin on the front end, um, but my my sin has been allowing myself to slide into that sadness and stay there for too long. Uh, I, I have a really high Enneagram four. It's not my primary style, but it's it's my third highest and it's, it's pretty high. And so, uh, you know, just this past Friday, um, you know, I, I just was I was overwhelmed with grief to the point that it debilitated me when it shouldn't have. Yeah. I gave myself to it essentially. <clears> and <throat> yeah. And allowed myself to to stay there for too long. And uh, and I mean I, I'm sort of you know, it's vulnerable to admit it, but it was ten thirty and I was like done facing the day. So I took a nap at ten thirty AM. Wow. yeah Yeah. and uh, I mean I was up early because I had to take Snickers to Tustin to get his bandage off yeah Fredo's Um, on
0: second breakfast yeah
2: Yeah, (laughs) so that hobbit schedule (laughs) so I I was up early but it was just I was just like nah I'm done and uh, I was able to kind of snap out of it to answer the question the thing that was in place that day that helped me out of it was the one one thing that's open right now at least in our area is golf courses and I love to golf and so uh, I'd already we'd already planned a a, a golf uh, with, with a few friends you know so that's but but had I not had that on the calendar for early afternoon, who knows how long I would have let myself stay there. Now, fortunately, um, th- that's not something that's too common. Like those days are few and far between. Yeah. Um, so, but but I mean, it was mildly depressive, uh, the state that I was in, and uh, and typically I don't get stuck there for longer than a you know few hours mm-hmm. or you know a, usually a day doesn't turn into the next. And I thank God for that grace. But uh, but yeah, I, I think the excuse i tend to make is on the one hand there's there's a lot of sadness happening right now yeah for sure and and, and i mean that was a couple days after bob's accident and so it's one thing to to be emotionally vulnerable to feel the feelings that are gen, that are genuinely there and rightfully so it's another thing to sort of cross over that subtle fine line into i'm going to just stay here yeah. yeah right that that's i think when it moves from uh, just be, being real about what, what's happening, just in our in our world and in our lives, and, and these these tragic events that are happening around us, into no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this my friend, right? And then my fam- then I'm not present to my family, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of things are attached to that. So yeah.
0: yeah, and what I would say, you know, to all of our listeners about anything like anxiety, depression, uh, what's maybe another something that's would be a controversial view of sin, uh, insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you're not you're not choosing this. So this emotion has come up upon you. But the sin is, what are you doing with it? Right. So, as well, I'm just depressed. God made me depressed. So I'm going to sit in this sorrow, and I'm I'm just going to stay here, and I'm going to be immovable. Or I'm just an anxious person. There's no hope for me. Right, the cross has no effect on me. So that's where it becomes sin. You know, I mean, I think uh, the 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 sinful side is insecurity. The the godly side is humility. Mm-hmm. So humility is the understanding that I'm. I'm not everything. Uh, insecurity is, I'm not anything. Ooh, that was good. That was a tweetable moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what, what I would say is, you know, so when we look at John 5, the, you know, kind of how we wrapped up, I say we, I preached it, but how I wrapped up on Sunday was. We we're with you. We talking, were with you the, yeah, thank you. Talking about the fear of God. And a lot of people have a problem with that, but he, he, he finds the man mm-hmm. who at this point doesn't even know who Jesus is. It just this, this, this healer yeah. healed me. And Jesus says, stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. And so, you know, I, I shared within my small group, you know, you know, my, my mind instantaneously went sexual, but I want to come back to, to your, your statement about depression. Mm. So my thought was, what is this guy going to do? Mm. What is this? Because now he has a body that works, guys. Yeah. Like, so he's, he's a, at least a 38-year-old man. So he has eyeballs. Um, he's able to see and, and think about what he wants to do with his body. And, and, and a lot of us, you know, my, um, my uncle growing up as a kid was, was diagnosed with HIV when it was, it was terminal and, um, immediately went to full blown AIDS. And my mom, you know, just told me this story. Cause I didn't know my uncle Jack really at all, but she told me that what he said was he wanted to get well so he could go back to the bathhouses in San Francisco So so the motivating factor was to immediately return to his sin. And so a lot of us have to think about that, and that's the thing that ultimately killed him. He wanted to run back to that. And and some people sitting in hospital beds, they want to get out so they can drink again. They want to get out so they can shoot up again. They want to get well so they can go back to the very thing that made them sick. And I think that that's interesting that Jesus says, you better stop. And so I thought, what's this guy going to do with his body? You know, typical male, but after what you shared, I thought, Maybe he's going back into the same cycle. Yeah. I'm never going to change. I can't change. I got to go back to begging because that's all I've known. Yeah. And now he has a fully functioning body. He's been totally healed. He's gone to the temple, right? Yeah. He's he's approved. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're you're good. Yeah. You're well, a full-blown Jewish male.
1: Yeah, well, and in your message, too, to have us reflect on that statement <clears throat> or else something worse will happen yeah. to you. In his mind, I'm, I'm thinking like, could he think that there's anything worse than being right. crippled for his entire life? Yeah. Bull, you know? Well, and the and so, average
0: age of a Roman citizen was 32. You know, so he's already wow. lived six years past. Like, wow. you know, he's an old man.
1: Yeah. So it just made me think, man, maybe there is something about the man saying, who did I just meet right now? Yeah. Like, who just did this to me? You know? Yeah. Um, and he talked about, you know, the fear of the Lord actually leading to, like, joy. That's, in fact, one of the, the, the verses— Psalm 128, the last question, you know, how has your life been blessed as you fear God? And I think right. that's what's crucial with our emotions. You mm-hmm. know, like, do we want to be made well? Do you want to stay in this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Like, how are how are your emotions going to lead you back to God, lead you to the one who you should fear more? You yeah. Know? Um, so that you can be guided and informed, but not completely like swallowed up by mm-hmm. those things. You yeah. Know? And,
0: so, and, I, and I would say this. So I think there's two things um, just as we manage, like how we feel. Um, you know Bob Bob was killed, uh, and then my good friend, somebody that mentored you from afar uh Darren mm-hmm. took his life uh, just major mega church pastor hasn't got much press just because the the media kind of chooses whatever whatever the biggest story of the yeah. day was so if it was a low media day, Darren would have been a huge story, but it was high media day, and so he hasn't got much press but um you know when i when i when I post my friend died, there were people that you know, they mean well, but they post a spiritual truth that overshoots my emotional reality. And so you have to be careful as a Christian that you don't Bible verse somebody to death while they're in their pain. Here's what I would say is, is you know, spirituality can't come at the expense of, of your emotional makeup. So you have to deal mm-hmm. with how you feel, but you can't just sit in your emotions and negate spiritual truth. You need both. You need the truth of, of, of your faith and you also need the facts of your feeling. So you, need, you need both. And people tend to be one or the other, very yeah. caring or very spiritually blunt. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus is, is both. Yeah. Like he saw this guy and he had compassion on him and he healed him and then right. he hits him and he's like, hey, mm-hmm. yeah. let's quit screwing around.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, one thing when we talk about sin, sin can either be the exaggeration or the minimization of something that's good right and true. So with relationship to my the sadness, right? I could either minimize that. Yeah. And and which my 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 primary Enneagram style of an 8 wants to do. Yeah. Like 8s don't like emotional vulnerability, sadness and
0: 8s don't even get covid. Yeah. That's, that's what right. I heard. That's
2: right. And if we do we don't <laughs> It's know. not
0: covid's not even a real thing yeah. for 8s. So,
2: so as an 8 like sadness is weakness, right? So right. I'm, I'm going to minimize the real sadness yeah, yeah. that they're that's sinful because it's not honest. It's not yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not uh, in touch with reality, what's going on internally, but I could also exaggerate that, and that's the side I was speaking to that I probably slid into yeah. on Friday, or, yeah. you know, um, which is exaggerating the sadness. And so what we want to do is we wanna stay with what's real. And most of the time that's that's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I think sin can, can fall into a ditch on either side, you know?
0: Yeah, amen. Amen. All right, let's Let's uh, let's take a couple questions. I, I'm gonna take the questions first that, sorry, I look at this microphone or this uh, camera. I'm gonna take these questions first and then we'll take your live questions that are coming up on the screen. So, um, can our departed uh, see us from heaven? So we got a question last week from a Sandals member that lost two of their parents to COVID. So um, I think it actually says here that uh, yeah, they lost mom and dad from COVID. Uh, So can our departed see us from heaven? So I'm gonna, before I set these guys up, I'm gonna give it a little direction. And here's the thing is, the Bible doesn't tell us everything we wanna know about the other side. It just doesn't. And so what people do is they take little snippets of what Jesus says here or there, and we try to extrapolate and and get some truth out of that from that. So the primary passage that Jesus talks about, I believe is Luke 18. I don't have my notes in front of me, but it's it's the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And there's a lot of problems with pulling too much truth because it's pre-cross, it's pre-crucifixion, crucifixion, pre-resurrection, and extrapolating that and making that for all time. And so here's here, here here's what I would would say is um, I don't know. Um, there are days I I hope, and there are days I hope not. <laughs> you know, uh, so um, I think that. You know, Hebrews 11 says we have a great cloud of witnesses to look to. And so what we want to look to in our, our life is not who sees us, but who do we see. And, and what Hebrews 11 says we should look to is those people who lived well. And we should focus on those things because that inspires us. Uh, our relatives or loved ones that we're not sure, man, that's in God's hands. And, and here's what I've learned in life, and you guys can share. I, I've just had to learn, if that's not on me, I don't worry about it because I have a lot to worry about. My plate is full and, and so here's the thing, God is good. Jesus died to save and, 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 and you know, he can do whatever. So I don't, I don't worry about a lot of those things. I worry about what are you doing and give it, me giving you the opportunity. So can our departed loved ones see us? We don't know. Here's what the Bible says. You should not try to talk to them. So it's called necromancy. In every instance, it's considered a sin. So you should not try to talk to them. You should not engage somebody to try to help you talk to them. And, here, and here's the thing is, you don't know who you're talking to. So, um, and there's a lot of people that don't take advantage of you and mislead you to try to do that. So what, do, what are your guys' thoughts? Can you?
2: Yeah, my, the first place <clears throat> my, my mind went was Hebrews 12.1. Yeah, Therefore, the yeah. we we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And again, that may not, that could be a literal picture. We, yeah. we don't really know for sure. It could just be after a, a chapter of, of uh, biography of, of the faithful. Faith. Yeah. Uh, it, it could just be simply saying, "Hey, look, you're not the, you're not the first to drop out of out of the skies with your faith, right? right. You're, you're, you said st- we're standing on your shoulders as, yeah. you as pastors who are under you, uh, who are being mentored by you, and so this idea that there are many who have gone before you, and and that you can even draw inspiration from as you hear of their stories of faithfulness." Yeah. Um, especially in that time, people who hadn't re- yet received the promise of Jesus. And so Hebrews 12 quickly turns to fixing your gaze, yeah. your eyes upon Jesus, uh, in that, I believe, third verse of, of chapter 12. And so I would just say this. My guess is is that the question being asked is motivated by a need for comfort and, uh, it, and that it would be comforting perhaps to you to know that, that somebody you love that is has, has departed. Uh, who's passed on, is, is watching well, over you or yeah. something like that. Let me like give that.
0: you some more. So yeah. there's some more here that, I, that I, I don't normally ask the questions. I just answer. So everybody give me grace. <laughs> normally, Nick does an amazing job. Uh, so how do we deal with our unresolved issues mm. with the family members that have died? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would just say that's why you got to get your crap right now because this is complicated. But what do you want to say with that? You know, because, I mean, that's heavy. Man. Mm-hmm. It says asking for forgiveness and feeling guilty or needing peace from a turbulent relationship and holding on to resentment? Man, that's a counseling session. That's a great question.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would not at all minimize the, the need and the opportunity for counseling and op, you know in a situation like that. Um, but I also think too, like there's, there's gotta be a role to play in which you resolve your life and your actions with God and in the same way you hope that as the final judge of everyone, mm-hmm he's gonna do that with them as well. In fact, you you can find assurance that he will do that with them as well, you know? And so I think anything that you feel is unresolved or just in fact is unresolved, I think you can live your life in in light of knowing that God will resolve all things, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, especially if it's been a family member who's left and maybe you didn't get to say something to them, Mm -hmm. um, but they trusted in Christ, you're gonna see them one day, you know? And Mm -hmm. so there's an opportunity for you right now to live in a way that's honoring to them, you know, yeah. that, that uh, is a memory to them, you know, um, and that demonstrates a trust that, that God is making all things right mm-hmm. yeah. and that God is resolving things. You yeah, know? and let me so. just
0: say, you know, death is heavy. You know, our friend died, and, uh, and I don't want to share the details. You know the details. But one of the things I immediately talked to my friend's wife about was a hard conversation that we had had about a year ago. And I asked her, I said, do you know if Bob was still mad at me? Because I was right where you are, there was some unresolved tension, um, and I would have liked it to be worked out. Mm -hmm. And well, she was so sweet. She said, "Bob loved you. He still loves you." And you know, it was some guys. Even in the the, in the best relationships, there are rifts that Mm -hmm. occur because we're sinners. And um, and I adored Bob, and I, I I believe he adored me. He he loved he loved. He just loved people. And, and I was one of those people that um, was blessed to be loved by Bob, but we're people. Mm-hmm. And so there was a miss there. And so just so you know, I just want you to know that, that that was one of my immediate questions. And I I selfishly asked that like two days after her husband died. We had a moment alone together, um, which is just an odd thing right now, you know, with, I mean, my, my poor friend's wife's having to make appointments. All day long, so people can come and grieve mm. to keep the numbers down, mm. but look, I mean this guy was mr riverside i mean he, I mean he just you know yeah that people are coming yeah. like grief is real and and so uh, so anyways.
2: Yeah, I would just say uh, what we're talking about right now is the idea of reconciliation. And 2 Corinthians 5 talks about how we're, we're called to be ministers of reconciliation. The idea is that there's peace. Insofar as you are able, the scriptures tell us, live in peace. Yeah. And so uh, in the case where someone's not around anymore because reconciliation uh, relationally takes two, uh, you're going to have to reconcile that within yourself, mm-hmm. but I say that uh, with with a caveat. You're, you're reconciling it within yourself with the help of God Himself, uh, who, who can bring peace, even if the relationship uh, can't can't be restored uh, because this person is passed on. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so, and the other thing too, it's, it's why you even mentioned therapy like pro- processing mm-hmm. those unresolved issues with someone else, even though it's not the same as mm-hmm. doing it directly with the person involved. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes that's the that's all we need to lift the burden mm-hmm. uh, that we're feeling by some of those unresolved things. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's sort of back to the, the vision, I mean, that we talk about this sort of three, three spheres, self, God, and others, even in this case. So
0: All right, I'm gonna take this live question. Lots of Christians are saying that we shouldn't listen to the government or news right now. What do you think we should do with what we're hearing? man? Um, I think this is the age of confusion and opinion, and that's the problem. Uh, One of the, I would say the second largest um, church in California texted me about an hour ago, and he said, can we talk? Uh, And then he group texted me with another pastor who has a different opinion than me. Mm. You know, I've been vocal. I think the church should be able to meet. I'm trying to work with the governor. There are other churches that are saying we should just wait. And so he wants the two of us to do a live chat uh, because the church is not unified. And, you know, I, here's the thing is, I can't speak to what other people are supposed to do. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to what we're gonna do as a church. Uh, so pray for me uh, as, I, as I try to hear from God and make the best decision I could make. And, and, and that's what I think every pastor should do and every Christian should do, is try to make the best decision they could make. The unfortunate thing I think now, and I'm just more convinced in this than ever, is political parties have become like um, sports teams? So you don't care if the person's a bum as long as he's on your team and he gets buckets. And and we're rooting for our teams rather than rooting for what's right. And it's just weird to me how people kind of swarm to their camp, um, you know. And so if you're conservative, this is all made up. It's it's an overreaction. It's an overreach. And if you're you know if you're liberal, you know this is just the end of the world because you knew it was coming, right? And that's a generalization, but people just tend to try to get in those camps. And what I'm trying to do is try to figure out the truth and understand that. And so I'm not going to be led by emotion. That's, I am not, I don't think that's good. Um, I think a lot of people are frustrated and rightfully so. Um, I think that they're, you know, I, I think our government officials, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, made the best decision they could but the problem is when you have a group of individuals who are not going to miss pay, making decisions for people. I mean, that, that's the problem. Like we all, we all need to go on government assistance. I mean, like we all got to be in the same pot. There can't be people. You can't have a judge that makes $200,000 a year telling a hairstylist she can't feed her kids. that That's a problem. That's an injustice. And so we, we got to figure that out. But I don't know that now's the time to figure that out. I think we realized we got a lot of work to do as a country and we're not nearly as, as competent as we as we thought we were, and we need Democrats and Republicans and Independents and Nuggets and idiots and everybody else, to, they gotta figure it out, and I'll, hopefully this will be that thing. So here's what I would say is, your verse, as far as it depends upon you, live at peace with all people. I just don't feel the need to give my opinion yeah. every time somebody asks. I, I've ignored more texts, so if you text me and you're on red, it's on purpose. I'm just not responding to you because, you know, you're fired up, you're upset, you know, the news is changing. My wife asked me about two weeks ago, she said, stop talking about COVID. Because every day I'm like, oh, I read this, and then I read this, mm. and then. Mm. So she just said, stop. So what I would say is, there are instances where Christians can uh, go against government. They're very few. Mm. They're very, very few, and I would be very, very careful. Um, it's almost like divorce. You know, the Bible gives a window for divorce, but man, but, but man. I would exhaust every opportunity I had before I divorced Tammy, before I came out and said, you know what? I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And I just just look at it that way because Rome was evil, far more evil than America has ever thought of being. And Paul said, God's put them in charge. We need to submit to them. And um, and it's a real issue. And you got to know, Christians in the Revolutionary War against England, brothers, churches— denominations fought against each other and killed each other over that question you're asking. So, I can't resolve it in a uh, debrief.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would just say Sandals Church is a pretty fast-paced church, part of our culture, our leadership culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk a lot about agility and and being on on the front edge of things as, as times are constantly changing. And yet, despite that, I would say this, wisdom usually moves slowly, especially in a season when, when it's unprecedented. Yeah. You know, none, I heard the phrase recently, none of us are leading out of experience right, right Yeah. And so, in those times especially, even for as much as we're antsy and, and we all want to get back to normal or the new normal or whatever that is, w- wisdom sort of says, hey, like, slow it down a little bit, you know, and and uh, and, and get gain wise counsel and, and take your time, right? And so, I, it, there's always a point at which a decision has to be made and you can't, can't do that forever either. Um, but but yeah, I think that, that that's important. The, the second thing I'd say is just for your own sake, just for your own mental health, uh, I, I would pick one or two tr- sources that you trust, and that's gonna vary from pers- person to person, and check once or twice a day. Mm-hmm. The more you're feeding yourself constantly with the barrage of information and the spin from all kinds of directions from all kinds of platforms the more you're going to you're going to drive yourself bananas mm-hmm. and so I, I would just say don't don't, uh, don't check out completely uh, don't go to the ignorance's bliss side of things um, but also, don't overindate your 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 mental space with yeah. all of that stuff. I mean, yeah. l- limit it to a couple couple yeah. trusted sources yeah. a couple times. A day.
0: Yeah. And so, what I'm going to reveal to you guys probably next week. I- I'm still trying to give the governor more time, um, because he's busy. <laughs> you know, he's busy. Um, I know that he's heard our request. I know that it's made. It's been in front of him. I'm honored. You know that Sandals Church was was able to put together a document that made it in front of. You know, our state is larger than Australia. It's larger than Canada. I just want you to understand that like we have more people, I don't mean geographically. I mean, there's you know, there's more people in California than those two countries that I've mentioned. He's got a lot on his plate. Mm-hmm. It's a broad, diverse state. So I, I'm, I'm thankful for him that he was willing to at least have somebody look at it and he's supposed to be making an announcement. So, um, but always make life decisions based upon your values. You gotta figure out what those are. Yeah. Um, and so one of my values is, is, is as far as possible to be at peace of, uh, with all men. But that value comes from Scripture. So one of my values is, is being Scripture-led. Mm-hmm. So what does the Bible say? And so someone can fire one verse, but there's another verse that says this. And so people have thrown, you know, uh, is it Romans, Romans 16, or Romans 13, 30. and then there, it's once in Titus and once in Thessalonians that I have to submit, well, that we also have Daniel. And Daniel says, well, can we compromise? And then Moses, you know, robs the people of Egypt on the way out. <laughs> like a lot of you need to go back and read Exodus. Uh, they didn't rob them. They, you know, they were, just please go. Um, but that came out of Pharaoh refusing to let the people of God worship. Um, so there are times when we, 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 can't, we can't force uh, government to make us sin. And, and there are just times. This is a tough time. I mean, You you just have to understand, if you you have your job and you haven't missed a paycheck, you cannot judge somebody who is on the verge of losing everything. You just, you cannot fathom what that must be like. And I feel for that poor woman in Texas who was arrested. She said, I can't can't feed my kids, so I'm gonna cut hair. And she clearly isn't a martyr, she couldn't even talk. She's bawling. So, and then there's idiots who wanna be on the news and they wanna make a statement. You know, uh, I've been I've been blown away at how brave everybody is after I post a video. <laughs> you, know, you post a video and then all of a sudden, oh, there's all this courage. Where <laughs> well, where was that, you know, two weeks ago? And I think what it is is when when people see I, I post something and it gets a hundred thousand views, they go, Well, I want that. So then and I, I didn't do it to get views. I did it because um and I don't post a lot you know, uh, on, on political things. I, I just, I don't feel the need, you know, Ravi, uh, Ravi Zacharias died today. Mm-hmm. I didn't post about it. It's been posted. He doesn't need my voice to the masses. The guy's incredible. Um, and if you don't know who he is, you should. He's a incredible mm-hmm. guy. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But nobody was saying what I was saying. The church has been closed too long. We, we've given your, your six weeks. That's when I said it. It's, we don't have a voice. And we need a voice and we need a seat at the table. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've got that and we're moving in that direction. Um, but I'm not gonna judge people that can't pay their bills. The stimulus money ran out four weeks ago. Their credit cards are maxed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have 220 employees. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, um, if, I, if I told you what Sandals payroll is, some of you'd faint right now. So mm-hmm. I get it. When I start telling Fredo, I can't pay you, I can't pay you, Adam. You're gonna see a different Matt Brown, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but we've been blessed and we've been able to make payroll. And I, I, So I'm not going to bless, I'm not going to criticize these people that they're, lo- they're losing everything. Okay. So uh, we need to have grace for everybody. And at the bottom line, you're going to stand not before me, but before God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to stand before God, not just for what I did with my life, but what did I do with Sandals? How did I, how did I lead Sandals Church through this? And so pray for me. Uh, so I'll be letting you guys know probably next week, what decision I'm gonna make, I'm gonna get counsel, I'm gonna pray, but the biggest thing is, I wanna hear from God, you know, what am I supposed to do, um, and I'll do it. You know, regardless of the consequence, uh, you know, Chad Bianco's my neighbor and my friend, I said, are you gonna arrest me? <laughs> he said no, so, I'm grateful, because I'm pretty.
2: Yeah, don't arrest me though, you said I looked Yeah,
0: oh man, you'll be with friends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let me take, the, well, let's take this, one. I desire marriage. Woo, I desire marriage, but I cannot make a relationship work. I'm a trauma survivor, and I got married and, and left within the year because of the fighting. Should I just stay single? Yep, for now.
1: Yeah, for now. Yeah, you for now. Remain as you are.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Thank you for your honesty and just, just your heart. Uh, listen to this one, guys. This Fredo kind of answered this one. How are you and your family doing in all this madness? How do you cope and suppress? I love that. Oh, I love it when you guys are real. How do you cope and suppress anxiety by being cooped up in the house all together with nowhere to go? Preach, Val, underscore everybody's underscore pal. She just preached a little sermon. She said, my kids 11 and 16 are dying to get out and do mm-hmm. things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, can't even, I couldn't survive one day in your house. <laughs> Have you seen this? It's boys, dude. It's like, it's like a whole, it's a whole nother level. Yeah. You ever read Lord of the Flies? That's, that's his that, life that's every it. day. Oh, man. Somebody has the
2: conch. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. War paint everywhere. War paint, yeah. man.
0: Like you got a boy and a girl, so it's with all the yeah. boys, the testosterone level, just. I can't imagine, yeah. man. I can't
2: yeah, imagine. My, I, I used to smoke a lot of weed. I've been 10 years sober, um, but I had my best friend uh, since third grade. He was sort of my partner in crime. We did all kinds of partying together. He came, he came down to visit from NorCal. And uh, after a couple days of being in my house, he was like, "Oh, I get, I get why you smoke now." <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> you, you need something to suppress, <laughs> yeah. suppress all this.
1: You need some help. Uh,
2: but no, I, I would say uh, probably the primary thing that I'm, uh, I'm not super consistent with. It's not a daily deal, but I, I'd say at least a few times a week is, is physical exercise. Yeah. That's something that you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. You can do that in your home. Uh, you know, you can get creative. Um, I mean, push-ups, sit-ups, I mean, there's planks that you can do without ever leaving your house, without any weights. Uh, you can go on a run. Um, I mean, I, I don't know where you're viewing from, but, um, you know, in, in California, even with a stay-at-home order, you're still allowed to, to go exercise. And, and so th- that's that's one thing. I would say take um, take little breaks. The one, the one verse that kind of struck home to me, I was sharing with you earlier, mm-hmm. Uh, is Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And so what keeps happening is our light at the end of the tunnel keeps getting pushed out. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, we're like, is there a light at the tunnel at all? Like, what? <clears throat> my heart's getting sick, right? Yeah. I, I need a break. And, and that's the truth. You need a break. And so how, how do you do that in a way that that is still honoring of, of the guidelines that are in place and things mm-hmm. like that? And so... Um, you know, my, my family, uh, there's a, there a mountain trail, that little hike that we did with Snickers. Um, after his injury, he was hopping around, shouldn't have taken him on the thing, probably worsened it, but uh, but but It all goes back to Snickers. <laughs> yes, walk Snickers back. went on this walk with us, and uh, we it was this trail that we walked up to, to a waterfall mm-hmm. in, in the local mountains oh, here, yeah. you know? Just little things like that. It was <laughs> a half-day excursion, didn't cost any money, but the gas to get there, um, so I, I think we need little things like that just to break it up, you know? Um, you know, s- Some of the beaches are open. I've seen people just, hey, we just gotta take a quick trip just to, just to do something different, you know? Yeah,
0: Tammy and I went on a date night last night and we went to the beach. And in San Clemente, they put up a 10-foot fence. Dang. And I told her, I said, baby girl, I love you, but I'm 49, I cannot jump you a cannot 10-foot fence. <sighs> like, that would have gone bad. So, yeah, I was just like, I I just gave in, like my romance, just I was like, yeah, like your boys would have seen it as a, you know, come on, let's get over it. But I was just like, oh man, so I don't know what's going on.
1: Um, Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's, I I love the exercise. I think that's like crucial. There's a ton of things that you can do just to kind of help you physically release and like get a sense of uh, freedom from like however you're feeling in the moment Mm -hmm. too. But I'd also say like there's something to be said about meeting God just right there where you're at, wherever the frustration is hitting you. You know, I talked about being angry earlier. Yeah. Like I, I, could, I felt God's presence with me as I had to confess, you know, and mm-hmm. acknowledge where I was at. And so I think every single moment is a sacred moment and an opportunity to like just listen, listen to what God is saying you, you said that Sunday in your message, like, what if this whole thing is for Jesus to listen to you? You remember saying that? Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. I turned to Ashley, like, honey, that's a word right there for this mm. whole, for everybody. You know, like, are we listening to God during this time? Yeah. I kept so, telling Tammy, that guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I, but I think there's preach. something to be said about that. Yeah, like, amen. Practice listening <clears throat> yeah. in the midst of how you're feeling uh, anxious. And that can be, uh, man, a cup of coffee, a run, mm. just sitting down for a minute. You know, like, mm. I th- we overthink we over spiritualize our disciplines, and I think we sometimes yeah. undervalue just regular rhythms and how they can play a role in us um, processing how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, she used the word suppress. I'm like, man, it's got to be an o- opportunity to like open your hands, really? you know, and, and and let those things. And be that's been completed. tough,
0: especially based upon the size of your house, where oh, you yeah, live. Um, I mean, I when we first started the quarantine, I read this blog post from Wuhan, and they were just coming out of seven weeks of this, and this guy was family of four in Wuhan, China, with an apartment with one window. Oh. And he, <laughs> I was like, like they took times of each family member staring Just out the window, up, yeah. man. I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. <clears throat> That's a great one. Yeah. So this is flashing. How do you protect your own mental health? Is it flashing because?
2: They want us to pay attention. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <want> <laughs> uh,
0: and also navigating marriage with a spouse dealing with a substance abuse who doesn't take steps
2: to get healthy. Wow, this is like for you. Mm. Did Shanley write that in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just rereading it. How do you protect your own mental health and also navigate a marriage with a spouse dealing with substance abuse who doesn't take steps to get healthy? I think that's particularly challenging in this time right now. Um, the, the the classic response to this is boundaries mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, what sorts of boundaries you're gonna set for yourself. I don't know if you have kids together. Um, and, and a lot of times boundaries can feel like ultimatums or like you're trying to manipulate the circumstances to get your spouse to behave a certain way. I think the first thing you need to know for your mental health is that this isn't about you. Um, this is his or her sin and, uh, and that you're, you, you, like you, you can't bear the weight of that. Mm-hmm. And so p- part of your own process is, is going to have to be moving toward understanding that uh, this is on him or her and, uh, and there's only so much that you can do. Very, very little, in fact, mm-hmm. control that you have over something that he or she doesn't even have control over themselves. I mean, that's the nature mm-hmm. of addiction is they've given over control to something that has control over them. And so uh, a lot of our own anxiety can come when we overinflate our sphere of control, when we think we have more control than we actually do, and then we're met with failure or disappointment mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, I, I wouldn't underestimate the power of prayer um, and, and, and don't think that you pray once and it's done. Mm-hmm. Scriptures tell us that you ask, you seek, and you knock, and then it says, it, then you keep, do do, it you, you keep on doing it. Do it <laughs> you ask and you, it and you seek and you knock and sort of persist in your prayers, and, and that's not to just give a spiritual answer, but, um, but I think uh, you probably need a safe space to be able to process uh, with people, especially people who have gone for, th- through it and have either seen their spouse come out of it and uh, can provide hope or who have found their, their own sort of center in Christ and in, in a safe community mm-hmm. uh, for you to be able to process and vent uh, when things go awry. So those are the, the, the quickest things I will find. Yeah, top. I thought that was
0: great. That yeah. was um, That was great. Just thank you so much for your guys' honesty. I just appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, listen to this one. Fredo, why don't you take this. Okay. Uh, what are some good ways to have emotional intelligence? <laughs> How do you oh, learn <laughs> uh, to not take every criticism, someone else's frustration so personal? to help maintain emotional and mental boundaries for yourself. Coming from a type two wing three. Hope all is well.
1: Thank you. Hope all is well. (laughs) Man, say the first part again. Yeah, what are some good ways to have emotional intelligence? Mm -hmm. Emotional intelligence. Uh, I would say um, to start with people around you that you trust and ask them, how how do you experience me? Like how, how are you sensing me, especially during this time right now? Um, I, I bounce a ton off my wife, um, or she'll do it for me, you know, and let me yeah. know about some things. And so um, she's helped me become more aware of how I'm feeling um, and helped me explore that a bit. And also just tell me straight up, like, man, you, you need to take a look in the mirror and look at, mm-hmm. you know. I've told you you, you, you have to yeah. work on your face. Yeah, my face. Because oh I'm gosh. a very happy Person, but sometimes my smile your face tell your face
0: no i i try to I, I, t- I said i want to take you to coffee i'm going to offer you a job you'd have thought i said i killed your mom and buried your kids in the backyard so i was like i told him i was like you gotta work on that it's a lot of work man i was, was like jeez <laughs> yeah i mean he was a well, boy he was so uncomfortable man You're, i mean yeah. i was like you were like just like i'm like i'm not i mean this is this no. is a good thing i think <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, so afterwards, someone said, "So how did he go with Fredo?" I was like, "He's not taking it." <laughs> I was like, "That guy, that guy's gone." Yeah. Okay, yeah. man. that was, man, jeez. Yeah.
1: So bouncing, bouncing stuff off people is incredibly helpful. Yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, as you continue to practice the disciplines of prayer, scripture, being in community with mm. people, like you, you just you grow in those things. You know, mm. there's there's no formula. There's no like real. You know, just plug this in and we're not mechanical, you know, yeah. as people like that. And so I think it's a, a process that takes time. But uh. I, yeah, I think for a, a high type two,
2: one of the issues for the two is that your identity is often displaced into how you, how others perceive you, how, how you think they're perceiving you, uh, their opinions of you, what you can do for them, how you can help them out. And so uh, it's no wonder that that's a struggle for for you, that that makes sense as a as a high type two to to perceive any sort of criticism or, or something that's being said as a is from somebody else as a as something that would knock you off, mm-hmm. you know, of, of who you think you are and things like that. So I think you know, for for a high type two, you need to figure out who you are uh, independently of what you can do for others, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's a that's a lifelong process of discovery for sure. Um, it's so that you can you can have a, a filter in place that uh, that allows you to say, hey, look, there, there's some things that are being spoken. Ho- hopefully, it's coming from somebody you trust, from somebody who's safe, who's somebody from somebody who's going to be honest with you and not um, who's not just being a jerk and is, is going to uh, tell you how they really think uh, about you. So that when those things come, you can you, you can take what, what needs to be taken away from that and and, and apply it. Some, sometimes mm. uh, those things don't always come how we'd want them to come. Like, the delivery might not be great when mm-hmm. you're hearing those things. The timing might, might be a little off. The, the tone or the volume might be a little offensive. Um, but I would be open to that, uh, to hearing those things because there might be some truth there that needs adjustment without you having to think, like, to, to go to those some of those darker places of yeah. I'm, I'm horrible or I suck or I'm not good enough.
0: Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say, um, Mahilbu, it's yeah. I don't want to say your hashtag wrong. I would say you're never going to be able to take criticism until you deal with wounding. Mm. So you got to go back and deal with your wounding, so that you can then have the confidence to deal with Uh, um, just growth. And so what what I see is the major roadblock why people can't grow is they have a wound that hasn't healed. Mm. And so that could be a parent's voice, that can be your voice, that can be a divorce. um, You know, that can be, and it could be all kinds of things. I mean. Just think about some of the things you remember from your childhood. A lot of, at least mine, are mm-hmm. negative memories. And I had great parents. And I had parents that provided me with a great life. And, uh, and so it's just interesting that the, the negative things, you know, and so I, I have to deal with those wounds so that I can then embrace emotion. Because I'm not going to be open t- to me missing it if I'm still hurting. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, so I, w- I would say, you know, go back to that. Um, and, and here's what I would say, again, you know, there's been a lot of Enneagram uh, stuff that's popped up. Is don't assume that because you've learned the vocabulary, you've learned the substance. Mm. And um, I think a lot of us convince ourselves, because I, I have some vocabulary that I know what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, my friend that took his life was an Enneagram coach, mm. certified mm. Enneagram coach, and um, ministered to me personally. Mm. Well, simply knowing vocabulary is not, is, not, is, not dearing, is not dealing with the voice of your heart and what's going on, mm-hmm. what's happening inside me. And so oftentimes we can use vocabulary to kind of act like there's an emotional intelligence there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but, but there's not. And so, um, you know, so, so I would just say that, you know, um, and, I, and I thought what you said was fantastic. Let's take a live one. How will Sandals Church respond and change their kid services? Uh, how can those who plan on returning to church help our children stay safe? We have no idea. <laughs> we, have no, we have no idea, I mean, we have no idea. So, that's a, that's a great question. At first, you know, if we do come back, if you looked at our plan, and that's amazing, everybody that asked me questions, nobody's actually read the plan that we, that we put out. <laughs> There's no kid services. So, uh, kids don't know how to social distance. Do your kids know how to social oh, distance? Oh no, oh no. So, yeah, so Avery, Avery his son is, is one of our young and up-and-coming pastors. and. You know, he told he was telling somebody, he said, I haven't been outside, I hadn't touched you by eight weeks. And I said, You hugged my son, and I know because I told my son, drop off Avery's gift and don't touch.
1: <laughs>
0: they hugged each other. Neither of them have any memory of that happening. And it's just, you know, it's his birthday. Natural. Happy birthday. Right. And my son gets in the car, I'm like,
1: What happened? We we talked three minutes ago. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> you, know, you
1: know my kids only social distance when they're asleep. That's the only time they do it. Yeah. 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 So we don't know. That's a great question. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the churches that you've heard about opening aren't opening with kids' services. Yeah, there's no kid They're, services. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Uh, I, what I think we'll do is we're going to figure out what the school's going to do. So we'll mimic what schools do, and we'll try to figure that out. But mm-hmm. we're not going to—you um, know, we're never going to be able to keep anybody completely safe, but we're going to do the best we can to take care of your kids uh, because we want them to know and love the Lord and grow up and win people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what we want them to do. So, um, And again, man, if you don't feel comfortable— stay home. That's what I would say. I would say, don't come to church until you feel safe or you feel like God's calling you to come. Really, my heart for opening the services is because people are desperate and people are really lonely. And so I'm trying to push it for them. You know, I still have community group. I still have you guys. I like preaching once. I mean, (laughs) I'll just tell you guys, uh, sorry, Hunter Park, but preaching five times, I mean, you guys have done it. It's. A lot. Oh, dude, you're like point number four. You're like, uh, I mean, sermon four. I'm Uh, like,
2: 11 uh, 11 o'clock service. Dude,
0: what did I say? Did I already tell that joke? Where am I? (laughs) All right. All right. No no more questions? All right. How how are we doing on time? Nobody can say. Yeah. There should be a clock, a countdown. No, no, we started it. Okay. I'm super like official. This is good. Any closing thoughts? I think I'm a good host.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I I would say just like during this time, even coming off your message and thinking about the the Lord, um, you kind of ended like in a place like that. Has been really helpful in the sense of understanding who I am before God and how that doesn't change in in the midst of like what's going on around me. You know, like just having a and that has to that's got to be like a daily practice. This Mm -hmm. is who I am. I'm loved by God. I'm forgiven in Christ. I can be in this place um, in, in light of what's happening around mm-hmm. from the day-to-day stuff, you know, from personal anxiety to, like, family frustration to just outside voices, you know, coming in constantly. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a return to this is who I am before mm-hmm. God. Uh, he sees me and loves me, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like that opens you up to, yeah. to bl- breathe and, and feel some joy, yeah. to share that with other people, to invite them into that too in mm-hmm. whatever we can, mm-hmm. you know, in this situation. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just been something we have been thinking about.
2: Yeah, I think we'd be remiss to not mention uh, the main point that uh, will stick. I have a bad memory. This one, I will not forget, man. Um, is uh, which is the idea that if you are overwhelmed by life, you're mm. underwhelmed yeah. by God. Man, I was. I mean, I mean, we all at home watching with my family. We were like, "Dang, that's that dog you'll hunt." Yeah, as my old professor used to say. Well, not your dog. He's got a bad knee. <laughs> yeah. <dog. laughs> he, 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 <laughs> Hey, Snickers is gonna. It all comes back to. I'm
0: sorry,
1: Snickers. Snickers, if you're watching. No, no, no. Did you ever watch Richie Rich Rich
0: when you were a kid? Yeah. Remember his dog's name, Dollar? Yeah. That's your dog's name, (laughs) Dollar. Dollar. You said not your dog. (laughs) (laughs) Not your dog.
2: Your dog got a bad leg. No, in eight to ten weeks he'll be fully recovered. He'll be hunting again. (laughs) But uh, but just yeah, yeah, just that idea that um, brand new hit. You and I, you and I, could have
0: fixed that knee for like fifty bucks. I'd do that in my
2: garage for about half price.
0: Dude, all our asleep. dog all our dog lovers are going to hate me yeah i love my dog i just had to take my dog to the vet today
2: too yeah so uh back to the back to the main <laughs> yeah make your point here uh yeah. but just be, <laughs> being overwhelmed by god right N- not forgetting who he is um you know the, the book of revelation is one to, to understand and interpret and there's a million different ideas even amongst christians who all love <clears> and, <throat> and and uh love the word of god um but what's Found about the first several chapters is it's one of the best pictures that you paint, you can paint of who God is sort of in Himself as you is there's just this, this fantastic picture that's painted about the worship that's happening mm-hmm. about these spiritual beings that surround the throne of God and and uh, if you just need uh, if you're an imaginative type of person if you like a visual visual um, that, that speaks to who God is. Um, re- read, read those first few chapters of, of Revelation. I, I love uh, the picture that it paints there. And, and so that, that's one thing, not only who he is, but just to then reflect on who he's been to you if you're a believer. Um, you know, that, the, the scriptures are constantly pointing us back to remember, to remember, to remember. Um, one, of, one of the most common Hebrew verbs in the Old Testament is to remember. And so many of the, so many of the festivals or holidays in the Jewish mm. culture, even today, are meant to point us back and remember, because as we look to His faithfulness, then even if it's dire in our present, that, that's what propels us into hope for our future. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, don't don't be underwhelmed by God, uh, because it, it won't erase the reality of, of how much 2020 sucks yeah. or whatever. Um, but it'll lift your head and it'll give mm-hmm. you hope uh, that that there, this too shall pass. And uh, and even if it's a new normal. Uh, We're going to get through this together. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you,
0: guys. See you next week. Know that we love you and we're praying for you. And hopefully next week I'll have an announcement to let you know what the plan is for Sandals Church. Thank you so much for everybody Uh, tuning in tonight live. And uh, drive safe, everybody listening to the car right now because people are driving too fast. So we love you. (laughs) We're praying for you. And can't wait to worship again together. God bless.